and it's hard to help somebody reach reach a level of fulfillment if you don't know what what that looks like for them. Welcome to the Ed Epley Experience. 20 minutes that simplifies the complex job of managing and leading people and inspires you to take action on what you probably already know to build and sustain a smart and healthy business. Here's your host, Ed Epley, to introduce this week's guest and business leader. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Ed Epley Experience. This is your opportunity to hear from experts about the way to operate a more sustainable and profitable ongoing business or concern. And this is the second in a series of three podcasts that are about the organization performance discipline in the professional management suite of, of disciplines. And it's specifically about the setting and managing expectations for other people that you need to work through in order to produce your results. And I could think of nobody better to add to this conversation since we've already heard from the dynamic duo of Bo, Neko, and Rob Goodwin at the Neko organization in uh, foster care. Now we're going to add Rex Bryce, who is the CEO of, in fact, is it Rex's family of fine foods? Am I saying that right? <laughs> Rex is, is, Rex's family of restaurants. Family restaurants. Yeah. And yeah. he's based in Steamboat, Colorado. Rex and I have known each other for well over 10 years. And I've been able to watch as he's grown and added into his suite of restaurants and a full full variety of, of restaurants that really are wonderful places to visit if you're ever in the Steamboat area. So Rex, welcome once. This is your second time on the Ed Epley Experience, is it not? It is. Yep. Yeah. And and so you live to talk about it. So hopefully we didn't traumatize you too badly the first time. So thank you for coming back with us. Yeah. And the, the first time we spoke, I remember, was shortly after the pandemic had started. I think it was around June yeah. of 2020. So uh, how things change in a, in a 18 months. Were you, were you, back then, were you only doing carryout in June of 20? Uh, we had just opened for partial, you know, partially open dining rooms at that point. And what's your world like right now? We're open 100%. Staffing is, is a challenge these days. And of course, with the with the new variants that are coming through, we, we certainly see a lot of, lot more absences for folks that are, have gotten sick for one reason or another, whether it's, yeah. whether it's from uh, COVID-19 or, or from just a common cold. They've got to stay home these days. Have you had to reduce hours in order to be able to accommodate the amount of staff you have? We, we did uh, over the summer. It was a challenge, but, but at this point, we're open 100%. Good, because um, yeah. I'm coming out on Thursday, so I yeah. <laughs> I need we'll, you to be open. <laughs> we'll be here for you. <laughs> well, thank you. Rex, I, I've said repeatedly of the six professional management disciplines, the ability to set expectations and then use those to help manage people's performance and have the right kind of conversations with them about their ability to deliver what has been promised and agreed upon is the worst of all skills of managers that I work with. I don't care the size of the company. I don't care the kind of company. I don't care geographically where you're located. Most managers have never been taught to do this well. And so organizations are left to figure it out for themselves. So as you've gone from one concept to now, what, six? Or is there seven? Uh, seven. Seven. I, I'm eager 
And I mean that with all sincerity. I'm eager to hear from you what you've learned about that. So first question, do you remember the first time you did a performance review with somebody? Do you have any recollection of when you first talked with somebody about their performance? I, you know, I don't, I don't have a specific time and I know it was not working for any other organization. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and to start, I, I love your introduction because when, when you informed me of what we were going to be talking about, all I could think of was, well, that's great. I'm the perfect one to talk about this because I'm horrible at it. Right. So, um, I, I don't think that's uncommon, but, uh, we did start, we, we, we did recognize early on in the organization that we needed to do performance reviews, and then we uh, ignored it for some time, and then we then we failed at it for a while before before finally getting it right. And I do feel like we've got it. We've got we're doing a pretty good job of it these days. Why? Why do you feel that way? Uh, I got the right people involved, so so that that helped us succeed. You know, I. I recognized that that I knew what needed to happen, but I wasn't the best person to, to follow through with it. So I got I got some people involved in my organization that uh, are better at the follow through and and they 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 make it happen. How kind of how we know we're succeeding is that we get feedback from the from our team and from the outside community that let us know that we're doing it right. So do you see this as an event in the course of the year, or do you see this as a series of conversations that are formal and in, in nature, or are they a combination of formal informal? What, what's the model or the formula that you're using today? So the, the informal piece is fairly easy. Generally, it's the formal part that that I think companies typically fail at, and mm-hmm. so we do we do quarterly formal quarterly reviews where we cover discretionary review points. And then we do, in addition to that, we do bi-monthly financial reviews with our, with our team. And then of course that financial pieces is confirmed on the, uh, at the quarterly review. So how much of my performance is based on the financials versus how much are the qualitative aspects of being a good team member, good leader, uh, you know, walking the values? Uh, it's about half and half. When we first started doing reviews, we linked it to our to our bonus program. And and if you you know if you talk about things that failed, that would be one of the things where we failed. We made it too complicated to to pull off so so doing the having a review process and bonus process all linked together uh, it took an an enormous amount of time of our admin team and our management team in the in the restaurants and for that reason we struggled to get them done and then and then in the at the end of the day the admin team would spend days compiling all of this information to give out bonuses and they would give it to me and I would look at it and I'd say, yeah, but they, but they tried so hard in all these other areas. We, we've got to still give them their bonus. And so, uh, so, so, so it would infuriate my admin team, but, but we would end up just ignoring the, the it ended up, and it ended up being a bit of black art, didn't it? It was a, yeah. a bit of, of looking at numbers, looking at them, knowing who they are knowing the circumstances they were in and said, well, What's fair? 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly right. And so we separated those two things, and we have we have much more success at it at this point uh, because of it. Is the bonus more quantifiable, results driven? The bonus, what we found with the bonus is, as you said, it's it's such a uh, black arts kind of thing that we now we have decided that our team gets their bonus pretty much across the board. If you're not getting your bonus, then, uh, then you're about to lose your job. So we've taken that out of it. I, I, I learned early on that bonuses, bon- one of the mistakes that you don't want to make is to make bonuses based on discretionary tools, right? So sorry, Ed, you, you didn't do well this week. So <laughs> I know this is the last week of the quarter, but, but you didn't do well this week and you're not on my, my, my good list. So, so you're not going to get your bonus. Right. And there's no, no better way to upset a, a team member than to do that. So, so we, we don't want to make that mistake. So essentially, people get their bonus. And then the review is really used as a guide for them to hit their goals and to give right. them something to attain and, you know, and, a, and a reason to strive for, for better. All right. We're going to come back to this. I want to, I want to back up a little bit because you're giving a lot of great information about the reality and, and the things that are working for you right now. So I, I don't want to, I don't want to stop with that, but I also want to try to keep things a bit sequential. How do you define what's expected of somebody so they have clarity about what they're going to be evaluated on? What's the process there? What, what, what do you do? So if I join the organization, how quickly do I have line of sight to how how you or my boss is going to know whether I've been successful and whether I know whether I'm being successful. Uh, pretty quickly, we we have a, some set parameters. As I said, we people are reviewed. Managers and and line level team are reviewed on their financial success, which includes very specifically our prime cost, which is our cost of goods plus our labor cost. And then uh, the the overall sales performance of the organization in, in comparison to previous years. So that's that's the financial piece. We took out all of the other expense categories because we recognized that they just were they were irrelevant in the big picture. If we could just get our management team to focus on those two primary expenses that make up around sixty seventy percent of our of, of our overall expenses then we would succeed. The second piece that we pay attention to is that discretionary piece that you were asking about. Yeah. Um, and in that, we, our managers are reviewed on their team environment, their operations, their admin relationships, and their, and their overall attitude. And then within each of those categories are some, you know, some bullet points, if you will. Yeah, there's, that there basically make, makes some context, some definition of what what's it mean to have good administrative relationships. There's there's some, some things there that define that, and for each of those areas, and with, with each with each new manager that's hired, they go through a, an onboarding process, a ninety day onboarding process, and this is this is explained to them within the first day of of that 90 day uh, onboarding process. Okay. And, and so the, the upshot of all of this is that from early on, if I'm a manager, I'm the expectations of you, you wanting me to be able to do this and do this skillfully is clearly understood. Very clearly. 
Okay. So what if I'm a, what if I'm a server? If I'm, if, what if I'm somebody who's waiting on customers? So I, I'm guessing a lot of them come from other uh, past experiences where there wasn't much done in the way of performance review. Um, my guess is it's the full spectrum from very poorly done to probably some very sophisticated ones at, at some point, some people that you have in your organization may have been exposed to somewhere else. If they've worked in a, you know, a large hotel a chain organization in, in, in guest service somewhere, somewhere else. So w- what's the, what's the exposure? How soon do you define for me if I'm one of those people you're going to be judged on these four things or, and I'm, I'm guessing at that point, what, what help me, help mm-hmm. me understand that. So, so similarly, uh, even at that line level, uh, we, one of the first things we do when we hire new employees, we sit down with them, we have a conversation and we ask them, we ask them what's important to them. Uh, we ask them what their goals are. We ask them what they like to do outside of work. And we get a sense of, we get a sense of what's important to them. And, and then we share with them what's important to us. And that, that those discretionary items that I had mentioned would be sort of tooled for, for that line level employee as well. Yeah, right. Uh, and so, so they know, and then they are, and then they sit for a review with their manager each quarter. I love the whole idea of teeing up before you start telling them what's important to you as the uh, organization, you find out what's important to them. That is brilliant. You know, Ed, you and I have talked about how, you know, how important fulfillment is in my life and for the, for that, I believe it is for my team members. Right. Um, And it's hard to, it's hard to help somebody reach, reach a level of fulfillment. If you don't know what, what that looks like for them. Oh my. Right. I, so, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm so with you on that. I, I really appreciate you clarifying that for me, Rex. That's, that's really important. So it, it's not very long when somebody comes into your organizations, plural, whether they be a manager, or whether they be an individual contributor, that there's conversations about what's going to be expected of each other. That, that's, that's intentional on your part. And that's, uh, that's going to happen soon. And then thereafter, it's going to be frequent is, is what I'm hearing. Correct. Yeah. Uh, frequent, but, but not too frequent. One of the, one of the failures we had was when we tried to, we tried to make our review process too frequent, like on a monthly basis. And we had it, it was too frequent and it was too complicated. And for that reason, we didn't, we didn't follow through with it. So I, I'm hearing simplicity and the right cadence are the two main things you've really come to appreciate about doing this work. Correct. Do, do you feel like it's going to serve you well? Ha, has it served you well for the last 18 months in this COVID environment? First of all, the, the, are, are you feeling like the, the frequency and the simplicity have been the right balance in the last 18 months? And then as you look to hopefully some, more routine, normal kind of way of doing business, but who knows? But assuming that that continues, do you feel like you're, do you feel like you're going to need to adjust again? Or do you feel like this is pretty well where you're going to be for the foreseeable future? I think this is where we'll be for the foreseeable future. We, we are in the process of tweaking the, the review questions or, or format, but, but in general, this is, this has worked well for us. We finally, we finally kind of hit our stride with it, if you will. And, and for us, it, it works well. 
I'm intrigued about the fact that you said you get validation from outside the organization. Can you elaborate on that? I think that's what I heard you say. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did say that. We get, I, I get community members that, that'll approach me and, and mention that they have heard what a great company we are to work for, that uh, guests who will say that they hear from our, from our employees regularly how well they're taken care of and how much they respect the organization. And, uh, and that, that, that means, that means a ton to, to us. That's, that's what it's all about. How much input should an individual have beyond, you, you know, getting to tell you what's important to them? How much input should they have to the, the design of the system? If any, they should have, they should, they ultimately they should have, a tremendous amount of, of input into it because it's there for their, it, it exists for their success. And uh, if it's not working for them, then it's not working for the company. And, and that's why we found with that connection with the bonuses, the review process connected with the bonuses wasn't working for our team and it wasn't working for our, for, our, so we had employees that were wildly successful in operations that were, that were highly profitable. And then if we had simply followed the review process, we would have, we would have deducted bonus dollars from them strictly because of that. And, and we learned very quickly that they wouldn't feel good about that. That wasn't inspiring to them. And so we, so we adjusted the system. So uh, it's hard to sit down with a, with a line level employee and say, what do you want the review process to look like? Right. That, that's not necessarily going to work, but we can create something we think is going to work and then adjust it based on the results that we get from it and what we hear from them. Well, it's not just the financial results. It's the, it's the results in terms of attitude and engagement. It's the, it's the, it's the, do people sit there with their arms crossed and, waiting for it to be done to them or do, is it something that they participate in and, and uh, feel like it was a good use of their time? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good clarification that I'm not talking about financial results. I'm talking yeah. about the results of the team. Right. Right. Um, and people wanting to come to work. So as you look back, what would you do different to have gotten to this place quicker? Knowing what you know now, what, what advice would you have given yourself let's say 10 years ago, uh, surround myself with the, with the right people to get it done. So as I said, I, I, I would argue that I'm not very good at it. I, I know that it needs to be done. I know where we are. I generally know where we are and I know where I want us to be, but, but getting there can be a challenge and you need people who are specifically skilled at that. And so at some point, about eight years ago, I, I started to bring in people onto our team who were not restaurant people who had that, that, that were, uh, specifically adept to those skills. And that, that is, that has made all the difference in the world. So if we had done that sooner and relied on those people to take leadership positions sooner than we did, we would have, we would have been more successful. What kept you from bringing those people sooner? Was it the idea that they didn't understand or know the, intimately the the restaurant business? Uh, yes, exactly that, and and honestly, probably money. 
I think I think often the growth of the company when you're when you're a young growing company you're watching every penny and and it's hard to value those people because they're not they're not actually generating revenue they're overhead directly yeah. they're right yeah. so I I, yeah. I early on early on one of the big mistakes I made was early on I I told my bookkeeper that that she didn't have value because because she wasn't she wasn't <laughs> directly adding dollars to the bottom line and I didn't just tell her that once unfortunately I <laughs> it was kind of a mantra and uh, I have repeatedly she's still with me 17 years later and wow uh, um, I, I I'm I'm once or twice a year I I, I apologize to her for that. You're a good man for for <laughs> continuing to do your mea culpa, mea culpa. <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh, I think you have packed so much into this conversation. So if if you have other people uh, listening, which there usually are a small disturbed group of followers to these <laughs> podcasts, Rex, that are either questioning whether they have the right system in place or they want to do a better job, what's your one or two things that you're going to say to these folks, give them a couple of takeaways that you say would be really important for them to either get started at this or to do a better job at what they're already doing. One of the most important things we've already touched on is keep it simple, Mm -hmm. Uh, create a system that works. Uh, It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be something that you'll follow through with. And then the next, the, the other thing that I would add to that, and I think this is, this is, really important is to is to find ways for your people to succeed find ways for them to win i think as leaders we often are constantly looking at why why people are failing and what they're doing mm-hmm. wrong as opposed to looking at what they're doing right and so we work real hard in our organization to 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 find where people are succeeding and then utilize them for that as opposed to looking for reasons to get rid of them so are you suggesting be open to the idea of repurposing people to be something other than what you might originally hire them for? Absolutely. So, so we, you know, going back to Jim Collins quotes, uh, I think we, we spend too much time trying to get people on and off the bus and not enough time trying to uh, get people in the right seat and a seat that's comfortable for them. Seat they want to be in. The seat they want to be in. Exactly. Yeah. And so this, you know, performance reviews is a great opportunity to do that. He's Rex Bryce, CEO of Rex's Family of Restaurants in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. If if people want to reach out to you to learn more, talk to you, maybe ask you a question about uh, what they're doing or how you're doing what you're doing, what's the best way for them to reach you, Rex? Uh, email would be the best way. Rex at Mazzola's.com. Spell Mazzola's. It's R-E-X at M-A-Z-Z-O-L-A-S dot com. And if you go to Mazzola's, you definitely want the bison lasagna. It is, it will rock your world. One of my all-time favorites. I love it. Rex, thanks so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure. I hope to see you when we visit there soon. You're a gentleman, and you certainly have offered a lot to our audience today. Great. Thanks, Ed. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to the Ed Epley Experience. 
For more information on building a more sustainable, smarter, and healthier business, visit www.theepleygroup.com for resources, tips, and Ed's latest blogs. That's the Epley, E-P-P-L-E-Y, group.com. Plus, take a free assessment at theepleygroup.com slash assessment to find out how you measure up as a highly skilled and accomplished manager and where to focus on improving your skills.